Knowing where there are opportunities in your business for revenue growth is one of those skills that you'll want to develop as a business owner. There are going to be times when you'll need to generate additional revenue in your business, perhaps during some of those slower months. And there will also be times where you'll want to generate additional revenue, say, if you are in a season of growth and expansion in your business. And there are so many ways that you could add income and add additional revenue. But if you're wondering what those could be, I'm going to be sharing with you just three of those today. And these three could make a really big difference to your bottom line. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Well, hey there. How are you doing today? I'm Sarah, and I'm back with you to talk about how you can create opportunities for additional income streams in your studio business. I know it's really easy to get stuck in the day-to-day, the week-to-week, and all of those tasks that pop up that have to get done. But one of the responsibilities that comes with being the owner and the leader in your business is that of looking at your business and seeing where there might be some opportunities for growth. Now, I know that if you are like many of the studio owners and business owners that I work with each week, you might be feeling pretty maxed out right now when it comes to teaching. Say if your teaching schedule is at or close to being full, or if you are juggling all of the different things that you're juggling in your business and life right now, and you're wondering just how you can add another thing to your plate without adding a ton more time to your business. And this is a really common problem because If you are a studio that offers one-on-one sessions primarily, if that's the main focus of your studio business, what you're doing is you're trading time for dollars, okay? Which means that every time you want to increase your revenue, you generally have to increase the time that you're spending teaching. And that is um, a really common um, issue that you run into when you're kind of at that max point. Now, when you're at that max point of giving time to your business um, and you're kind of at that point where you're really not sure where that next kind of revenue boost is going to come from, there are lots of different things that you could do. And I wanted to share with you today some of those ideas and some of the things that I have seen other studios do and some of the things that I've worked with studio owners on doing that helps to give a little bit of supplemental income. Sometimes actually it's quite a lot of supplemental income, but it helps to give you that additional revenue uh, streams. And there are lots of different ways you can do this. And a lot of it is going to be down to what you want for your business. And this is where we kind of have to take a step out of that day-to-day that I was mentioning of the week-to-week and think about what you want your business model to look like. And you as the business owner, 
truly do have the power to design a business model that gives you what you want out of your business. So maybe that's uh, some teaching, maybe that's some management, maybe that's some marketing, but maybe there are other things that you want to be able to introduce into your business that will give some supplemental income. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So even if your studio is really thriving right now and you're feeling really good about the direction you're heading. And let's face it, I think that's quite a lot of us at the moment where where people are doing great, at least the studio owners that I'm working with are all heading in the right direction once again, which is a great thing. Um, But you might be in a situation where you're looking for more income, but you're not sure where to start or you don't really know what would work. And let's face it, you don't have time to start spending um hours and hours and hours figuring out how to do something new when it's not going to work for you and you don't have the systems inside of your business to support. Okay. So maybe you have some ideas, maybe you're not sure to begin, but let's look at a few different areas where you can add that additional revenue. And I'm also going to share with you what I've seen um, within those ideas that has meant it has been a success for some other studio owners and perhaps also some of the mistakes I've seen as well. All right. So I'm going to share three with you today, three different ways that you can generate more um, revenue in your business. And they are actually quite different ideas. And so some of this may resonate with you and some of it may spark some inspiration for you um, inside of your business. All right. So the first one is selling merchandise. Okay. So this is not anything revolutionary or new. This is not something that I have come up with and no one's ever done before at all. Selling merchandise inside of your business is a great way to not only add additional revenue streams, but also to create a bit more stickiness with your clients and create a bit more of a connection with your clients. Okay. And this can look like selling apparel. Yes, that is the obvious choice. And this is what a lot of studios start with. And if you do go down the path of selling clothing or some similar types of t-shirts that maybe have your studio logo on, maybe they don't, maybe they're a branded um, uh, clothing. I would recommend if you're finding a brand that you find one that you really love. Because frankly, everything gets a lot easier when it comes to selling, when you're selling something that you actually are a fan of yourself. So if you have something that that you know that your clients will love and you love also, then that is a really good place to start. If you are simply filling your shelves with stuff Uh, that you're not passionate about or that you don't really enjoy wearing or that you aren't going to pick up and try on or wear around the studio, then it's going to be a bit more of a tougher sell. And when you are thinking about those brands, and this is, a, by the way, could be a topic for a whole other episode or three, but um, when when we come to thinking about what we want to sell inside of this sort of retail area inside of your studio, you'll want to be thoughtful about the the brands that you're going to be working with. And you'll want to be careful about things like minimums and some of those other details because you don't want to have a ton of stock on your shelves that you can't sell. Okay. But perhaps here's where there might be some more opportunity that perhaps you may not have thought of. Because I know that so many studios owners and business owners that I, I we talk about these options through um, 
we talk about the the ups and the downs, right? And some of the downside is that, you know, when you are stocking clothing, for example, you may also need somewhere for people to try on. You may need to think about return policies. You're going to, there's a lot that goes into this, right? And so what about selling some other items where you don't need to have, say, multiple sizes or a changing area where people can try things on and you're not trying to keep track of where items are? And these items, these other things that you could sell, could be other wellness or well-being related items. So I've seen a lot of studios have success with supplements of sorts. Again, this has to be aligned with your brand and your brand values and, and things that you believe in, perhaps even things that you use yourself. I also know studio owners who've had great success with selling some skincare brands or skincare products or aromatherapy oils or similar items to that. Another option I've seen that some studios have had a huge success with are um, purses and bags and um, items of that nature as well. Now, another revenue generator is sort of that falls under this umbrella, and this really helped a lot of studio owners, especially during the, those early days of the pandemic, and that is selling small pieces of equipment. And I find that these sorts of um, things work really well as bundles that you can say add on to a membership option or the uh, for a, a package option. And you can run these types of promotions where you can bundle together um, these these types of things. And that is a really nice way to not just generate income for your business, which of course is our number one priority, but also to create a bit of buzz around your studio. Now, when it comes to sort of buying some of these things, you know, as a studio owner, you would get a discount when you buy these merchandise items wholesale and you sell at retail. So you automatically, you are going to be profiting off of each of those purchases that is made inside of your studio. And that's a really great way to boost revenue. And you can use these items to create that buzz inside of your studio and boost revenue, especially around, say, the holidays or certain times of year um, where you can get really creative with how you can incorporate and manage and um, put these things together. So I do like the this, this, um, this opportunity and it is an option for most studio owners in some shape or form, but I would really encourage you to get very intentional about what you want to sell in your retail area, what will work for your clients and what perhaps you really love and think that other people will also love. Because that is a great place to start when you're thinking about what you want to include. Okay. Idea number two for you. Okay. Some of you might already be doing this and some of you may have not even considered it as something that you could do in your business. And this second idea that I want to share with you today is offering workshops. Okay. Now we often think of workshops as being solely for other teachers, but you can also offer workshops to your clients. And the way that you can sort of think about this uh, is, is, is as though it's an event for your clients and your community. Okay. So offering workshops are very beneficial for revenue streams. I'm going to talk about why that is in the moment, but it also gives clients and teachers something new and exciting to look forward to. And it can create some buzz. And especially if you host it as an event, it, it is something that you can get people excited about quite easily. 
Now, it also gives you the opportunity to help your clients to perhaps get to the next level of their practice. And it also gives them a reason and a way to become perhaps a bigger part of your studio community. So how are workshops different than just a regular class? Well, it's all about the specificity and the audience that you're targeting and then how you position it in your marketing. So for example, a workshop could be um, a longer session with a specific focus. And if you're doing it for clients specifically, perhaps that would be a focus, say, on a on, on flexibility or on balance or on coordination. Or it could be a, a longer session with a specific focus on, say, back pain or knee pain. Again, a lot of the topics should be and could be, I should say, driven by what you're seeing amongst your clients as what they might need or want. Now, you can also bring in an outside speaker or a guest teacher as well. You could host this event together. There is so many different options and there's a lot of ways you can be creative again with offering this type of uh, a workshop or an offering. And because of the nature of the specificity, because you're going to be diving into something perhaps in a bit more depth and detail, you will charge that bit more for a workshop than you would for a regular one-on-one -on -one session or for a group class. And typically your workshop is that bit longer than a regular class as well, but the price itself will depend on some of those factors, you know, what the workshop is, who else is going to be there, what's included and how long. And you can do all sorts of different offerings seasonally or monthly or specialty classes or mini workshops or mini series workshops or in more in-depth workshops. Okay. So I've seen studios who have done this be successful when they've offered say monthly workshops with their clients. They don't call them workshops though. And this is perhaps where we tend to get a bit stuck in our ways as teachers and as business owners. You know, there is lots of ways that you can um, design this type of an offering um, and name it and create buzz around it and really put on that marketing hat and get creative and, and design it so that your clients will get excited about it. And maybe that means calling it a workshop or maybe it means calling it something else. And so, you know, you, it could be a 90-minute more intensive um, workout, group workout with a smaller group perhaps, or it could be something that is specific to um, working on a specific part of the body or going in more detail on a specific piece of equipment. There is so much room to be creative here. And as long as you take the time to really think about who you want to show up in the workshop, you can design something that will be a big success. So a studio that I've worked with recently would host monthly workshops for her clients. They were small in size, but they would focus on um, targeting uh, the cl clients who needed perhaps more help with the beginner area of Pilates. Um, and so it was sort of a deep dive into perhaps getting them to the next level of their practice. And she would not just put it on a poster in the studio, not just post it social media, but but handpick and sort of invite specific clients to come into those workshops. And if, as you get more intentional about who that workshop is for amongst your clients, you may find that you naturally do this in any case, but it also means that if you are intentional about who it's for, 
it is going to be a success because it is going to be exactly what your clients want and need. Okay, so I'm a massive fan of these one-off events where you can really um, over-deliver to certain um, members within your community. Okay, idea number three is retreats. They are back, okay, and they've been on hold for a long time. I know many folks had retreats already on the calendars that have had to be postponed or cancelled together, but I think we're now in a place where we can begin to consider hosting retreats for our community. Okay. Now I like this a lot. Everybody loves to go on vacation. Many of your clients will look to you to be the guide and the leader for how they can live a, uh, a life that is, um, that is healthy and full of wellness and well-being. And so if you can design something that is a short trip for them that will be focused on some of these elements, you can bring in outside guest speakers. Um, You can make it focused around your method that you teach or many different um, perhaps uh, complementary methods as well. Then it gives your clients a um, a sense of they, they enjoy, will enjoy to be a part of something like that, that may kickstart perhaps um, a new phase for them in their, um, in their health and well-being. So we know that everyone loves going on vacation and we know that people are really enjoying being back inside of your studio. So retreats is really about kind of bringing those two things together. They're great for community building. You know, you go away with with someone. Um, if you've ever been away to a conference, you'll know that you go away and you kind of are in that moment together. It's really how communities are built. Um, and you're going to take that time during that retreat to give really some sort of a educational, perhaps transformational, and very enjoyable experience. And it will also give you the opportunity to offer something that is a bit more than the average studio may be offering right now, while also perhaps bringing in an additional revenue stream. So it could, there is a lot of different options, a lot of different ways to run retreats. Um, but if this is something that you've had in the back of your mind for a while, then now could be the time to start to plan it. I know that a lot of people are very, very excited to be able to connect with other people again. And so now would be a good time to make that happen for you inside of your community. Okay, so I had three uh, main ideas that I wanted to share with you today. There are many, 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 many others. So we've talked about selling merchandise, we've talked about offering workshops, and we've talked about doing some retreats. But I wanted to share one more. I kind of couldn't just stop at three. I've got one more bonus idea for you. Now, a lot of my clients tell me that they have a very hard time finding teachers that they love and to teach at their studio. And I totally get it. Good teachers can be really hard to find and they can be even harder to keep. Another thing that I hear often is studio owners having a hard time finding teachers who are willing to commit to their studio or who are uh, willing to really fully buy into the studio and the culture that you have created inside. Now, I'm a massive fan of hosting teacher trainings for these reasons. Not only does hosting a teacher training program give you the opportunity to help and mentor aspiring teachers to help them learn the ropes, but it also offers a nice additional revenue stream 
and a new pool of teachers that will likely be fully on board with your vision and possibly eager to teach for you also. Now, offering a teacher training program isn't a small project that you can implement overnight at all. There is a lot that goes into developing a comprehensive teacher training program. However, if you are foreseeing that you are running into some of these issues of finding good teachers um, and of keeping good teachers, then it, and you are a sizable enough studio to be able to offer a teacher training program, then I would encourage you to think about doing so. Once you have designed your program in place, you can repeat the program every year or even more than once each year. In addition to offering a teacher training program for new teachers, you can also offer and host ongoing continuing education programs or continuing education sessions for teachers. And these can be linked to your teacher training program, or they could be one-off workshops that you can host throughout the year that would also help to elevate the teaching standards and to create that additional revenue for your studio that we've been talking about today. Now, I know that many studios do run into the issue of um, having enough teachers available at the right times. And so I'm a really big fan when it comes to hiring to be to be to sort of incorporate that element of always be hiring, which means that you want to be kind of on the lookout for talent in your area. And so you want, as a business owner, you'll want to make sure that you are aware of and, and have a network around you of people who you would consider as potential um, team members or future team members. One of the nicest ways that you can sort of tap into your local network of teachers is by offering and hosting ongoing teacher training workshops. Okay, so I really encourage you to do that. Perhaps that might be a first step for you on this journey, um, but that is a really nice way to meet teachers um, in your area, to host teachers in your area, and to elevate perhaps some of the teaching standards um, if you feel that's necessary as well. Now, what you'll find as you start to look for these opportunities in your business is that there are probably many more ways that you can be generating more revenue inside of your business. But for those ideas to turn into real income in your pocket, you will need to be fairly intentional about developing these opportunities into robust revenue streams. It is possible that you might need to learn some new skills yourself to perhaps up-level your own talents in order to make these ideas a success. And I really do believe that you will be most successful at what you are most passionate about. So when you're hosting a workshop about a topic that you love, there is a lot of good energy around that event, you will find that it will have a much better chance of getting the outcome that you want versus hosting an event that you're hosting for the sake of it. So if you do say decide to perhaps expand on your merchandise offerings, then you may need to be prepared to sell on the spot, to introduce new items to your clients as they come into the studio. This may or may not be something that you're doing today, but that doesn't mean that you can't figure it out and it doesn't mean that you can't be really good at it. Of course you can, but I do like to highlight that adding a few candles to the shelves you know, just won't mean that they will sell themselves. So you can try and learn 
and you will figure it out as you go. And especially if you are prepared to adapt and evolve and to grow with your business, then all of the options that I've shared with you today and many, many, many others are all feasible ways to create additional revenue in your business. And who doesn't want that, right? So thank you so much for listening in today. But before you go, I've got one quick ask for you. If you've been loving what you've been hearing here on the Pilates Business Podcast with me, I would be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute and go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It will mean a ton to me and it will help to get the podcast out to our community so that more teachers and business owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Thank you again. And I'll be back next week with more Pilates business building tips. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm